Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Hi, I'm Teresa Mitchell. Hi, Teresa. As I say to almost everybody, it's a pleasure. I'm always super excited. I love talking to other people about podcasting, mostly because everybody that I know who's into podcasting is super passionate, and that just makes everything, makes all the conversations more fun. We had a little chat before we started, and we were talking about creativity, um, and I, I, I make a couple little notes just to try and help keep my train of thought. And you mentioned self-expression as one of the things, maybe the thing, if I remember your words correctly, that made you take up podcasting and dive into it. So do you remember the moment, if there was a particular one, do you remember the moment where you saw podcasting as a vehicle for self-expression? Honestly, I think ever since I listened to my first podcast, I thought it seemed like an awesome idea. The issue for me was um, I just retired as a certified financial planner at the end of last year, and it's a heavily regulated industry. So there certainly are advisors that are doing podcasts, but um, you know, for a lot of firms, it's just a tightrope. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I think for me, I, I think I was kind of born, I, I was born a creative person. I was in the kitchen cooking before I could read. Um, I was, what I should say, I was and am an incredible daydreamer. And I even used to draw um, fashion designs to go with my daydreams, mm. you know, as to what people would wear when I was imagining. Um, unfortunately, it did not go over overly well with my parents or at school, um, but I persevered anyway, and I was a theater major in college, and um, but ended up flipping back to cooking, which I, I would have to say, I love podcasting, but probably my life passion is food and cooking. So um, I was a professional chef for 15 years until the financial reality set in. And mm. I just realized it was um, a lot of work for low pay not and a with an exit just strategy. not sustainable. <laughs> so you, you were saying that you've always seen podcasting or possibly you've always thought podcasting could be a creative outlet. Um, how long did it take you from like when you basically had your freedom from the financial industry to you're realizing you wanted to focus on that as I'm going to say your first project because most podcasters eventually do more than one? Um, well, I retired at the end of December. I started my financial coaching business, Lady Money, at the end of January, and I started, um, I became a member of Pod 7, the podcasting workshop, in February. So, and I launched Lady Money, the podcast, in May. So, I didn't waste a lot of time getting into it. Do you find that, um, is there something about audio that made, that, that either makes it be a, a really good vehicle for 
delivering the content you want. Um, I mean, in one hand, it's a, an inverted funnel, like it makes it easier to broadcast to a larger audience than you'd be able to line up in a schedule to show up in your office. Um, but is there something about the audio medium that you think makes it easier for conveying um, financial information? Or is there something about the people you're trying to reach that are more approachable that way? Just kind of like digging into like, why'd you, like, why didn't you write a blog right. or why didn't you write a book or why didn't you, you know, start your memoirs? Well, um, that is a really good question. And to be honest, Craig, I probably should have thought about all of those. But um, my last job in the culinary industry was for a dot com. And this was back in the early 2000s. So it was earlier dot com. Yeah, the and, <laughs> yeah. And I used to think of it as the wild, wild west because. I mean, nobody was quite sure how anything worked. The server was always crashing. You didn't really know. Honestly, you didn't really know what you were doing, but it was a whole lot of fun and you were right. doing it with some really exciting people. So that was just an incredible time in my life. It, of course, the company didn't make it and um, you know, I ended up having to move on, but podcasting, to me, my perception is a very new industry. And one of the things, I, I don't know, I, I guess I was always trying to be good and play by the rules. And so podcasting just seems so exciting because I feel, I feel like I can break the rules. I feel like I can do absolutely anything I want. And even though I'm inexperienced, I'm really get bogged down in some of the technical aspects and either have great experiences or crash and burn when I'm interviewing because <laughs> I just haven't done it enough times. Sure. I just absolutely love it. Love the people, loved the podcasting workshop, love you, love the groups that I've continued to be part of. Just, I don't know, good, bad, it's just fabulous. Yeah, and so your energy and your passion is obviously readily like. So I've heard, I've spent enough time talking with you to know that you're deeply intelligent and uh, very good at communicating financial information. Like I can just see that. Like yeah, you're clearly good at that. But when you start talking about podcasting, the the sparks fly out of your fingertips, and and like the passion comes through. So uh, let me, I'm going to ask you, I don't, I don't often try to ask really hard questions, but let me ask you a, a difficult question, which I don't have a good answer for, just to be fair. Um, is there something about podcasting that most people would disagree with you about? So something important that you think is true that you think other people would disagree with you about? Well, I think there's been a lot of discussion among those of us that are getting started about the time that it takes, you know, the steep learning curve. Right. The learning and cliff. <laughs> just, just the time learning something major that's new and the value, especially if you're in business and using it in conjunction with that. Um, I read something and I recently, and I can't remember where that is, but it gave me a new perspective. I've been very focused on success. Maybe in some ways I 
I've had successes, but maybe feel like I've not really ever reached my full potential. And that's something mm, that's I, I really point, want yeah. to do. And so I know, yeah, it's a problem that it takes a lot of time and it's sort of bumping me off some of the effort that I would, I would put into the actual, what I'm actually doing is financial <laughs> coaching for women. But the idea is failure and success, they're part of the same thing. You know, I'm trying to wrap my brain around that, but it's starting to really make sense. And so I'm trying to not take failure too seriously, but I'm also trying to do the same thing for success and feel like, you know, this isn't very original, but it, it really is the journey. It's the day-to-day -day experience. And that for me has been sterling, platinum, amazing. Mm. So... It, I, I just look at it in a different way and I feel like there aren't a lot of avenues for deep connection and for self-expression in our world any longer. And podcasting is one of those rare things that allows you to do both, I think, really well. So I, I guess if people disagreed with me, especially business owners, you know, ab about the time versus the value, I would have to say, maybe look a little deeper because I think if you are in the service industry, it's a really great show showcase for your humanity. That's a really good answer. <laughs> and I, I think you touched on a, a number of, of insightful points there. And so as you were talking about um, seeing that, as a journey, like instead of seeing it as a dichotomy of success versus failure, or even a spectrum of success versus failure, I, I, my brain leapt to, do people make the same type of mistake, like seeing a false dichotomy when it comes to their financial planning? Like, it, I'm wondering if it's true, because I'm not the most organized financial guy. Um, sometimes I think, oh, I, I really didn't, I should have done, you know, oh, I made this mistake or that's, and I tend to fall into this black and white way of thinking about financial planning. And I'm just wondering, maybe some of your viewpoint on how you're seeing podcasting, maybe that's actually coming out of the way that you're coaching with financial planning. I'm totally guessing, but I'm just wondering if you see any parallels there with maybe the things that you're trying to teach and share in financial context and the things that you're realizing about podcasting? You know, this is a generalization, but there's a real difference between having a target audience of men versus women in what I'm trying to do. A lot of women's issue is confidence and the fact that socially we've continued to have the financial aspects, you know, be in the male domain. So a lot of what I'm doing with the podcast is just trying to talk in a normal conversational way mm. about a lot of things that we all should be talking about, but because money is so taboo, we don't. Right. So, and just, you know, kind of get women to relax around it and realize 
it's not rocket science. It, it's really basically common sense. And the big mistakes, men or women, it's not the little ones. The little ones we can all survive. It's the big ones. It's the it's the repetitive ones or or the lack of doing something. Mm. You know, saving for retirement is simple if you start soon enough. Um, because basically during the working years, it's all about how much you save, you know, given what kind of lifestyle you want later on. And in retirement, it's about how much you spend, you know, whether you're, you're thoughtful about mm -hmm. that. So that's really just not paying attention to the long-term planning is mm -hmm. probably, you know, there are a lot of, it's, it's fun, you know, like the seven big, you know, common financial mistakes. And there's a million articles on that, but Truth be told, just live within your means, save something, and do it for a long time. And yeah, it kind of boils of down to that. <laughs> the miracle of interest. Um, do you um, do you find that there are you get any pushback from other people? I want to say in the financial industry, but it, it kind of depends on where you were actually in financial and that kind of thing. But have you gotten any pushback from people about like? don't share it like so it seems to me you're making financial discussions you're making this information super approachable um, and yet your target audience is, is specific but you're making it super approachable are you do you get any pushback from financial industry about that like well you're oversimplifying it or you know you're you know don't don't give away the the stuff that we're trying to sell you know for a high premium no they're actually my biggest cheerleaders because it's exactly what they don't have time to do you know, when you're, when you're, as a financial planner, when you're working with a client, you absolutely ask them what their goals are. You know, it's the, the money is a means to an end. So what you're trying to do with that money has to do with the heart of the financial plan and how you design the investment portfolio. But in terms of getting people to the level of having a basic understanding so that they can be a real partner with the advisor, mm. you know, the advisors just don't have the time to spend on that. So um, most of my clients, you know, I'm just starting out, but most of them I've gotten f as referrals from financial advisors. And I, the feedback I get is they're ecstatic because suddenly um, one was a, a recent widow. And so she came in for her next meeting with her advisor and, and, was much more engaged and would say, oh, Teresa said that, or yeah, I discussed that with Teresa. And so now I had this question, right? Yeah. So it, it's, um, that part is, is well, really, I praise. was a little surprised actually. <clears throat> that's high praise. I mean, um, you know, it's one, the, the, Hey, you should try this thing. That's like the highest compliment for, you know, to the person who made the thing. That's like as good as it gets. So if you're getting people who are the, you know, in the industry who know, and they're saying, yeah, I think that's high praise. Um, are there, I, I was going to say, do you feel like you've already stuck yourself in a groove? Like, have you had ideas for other shows that you want to create at this point? Like, have you thought I really want to 
you know, capture my ideas about cooking or because for me, as soon as I, I did like one kind of show and I started working in a certain kind of medium and I was talking to certain kinds of people, it didn't take me very long before I started having ideas for what looked like completely different things. But from the podcaster creator's point of view, it's like, oh man, once you figure out how to do this, there's so many ways you can go with it. So if you had any like completely orthogonal ideas that you're currently sitting on, like, oh, I don't have time for that. I feel like I may be a little inexperienced that the, the, the venues I've chosen, I do um, both interviews and host on mic. And for anybody that's listening that doesn't know, I would say a monologue or you know, right. just a, a solo venture. Um, so I feel like I have a lot to learn just about the first round, but I, I will have to say I've had this long time idea and I don't know if I could pull it into podcasting, but of combining it being sort of half, you know, financial help and half cooking show with an idea like you'd bring in somebody and, you know, the the first part of it, you'd talk a little bit about financial mistakes or, you know, what they had <laughs> learned. And then you drag somebody that is not a chef, you know, into a kitchen to, to make popovers or, or, or something. Mm. Um, I, I even thought, wow, it would really be good to like team up with Susie Orman or, you know, something like that where you could sort of have banter back and mm. forth. So I really think, I think we need to shake it up. Honestly, I, I do feel it's a little limited having it all about financial, you know, topics. So I do pull in mindfulness because I think that's the ultimate goal is for people to live an amazing purposeful life and in mm. order to do that you have to have financial control of your situation and that's the stress buster that allows you to focus on you know your family and community and your sense of purpose so um, I do that but I think I'm doing it in too cautious a way I really like the idea of mixing things up because I, I think that's what people do in, yeah. in real life I, I think that um, I'm torn between taking the time to explain a movie scene that I saw where they, they did just that with a, a a grizzled, grumpy Harrison Ford character who played a news anchor, you know, 40 years in the business, alcoholic, and they stick him on a morning show with a host that he just can't stand. I forget what it's called. And the host eventually manages to win him over and in like the denouement of the movie, he cooks frittatas for them and you get this experience of and this had nothing to do with financial it has to do with this old news guy you know like he's been like in war-torn frontline reporting um but he's making uh, you know that's like crepes he's making this food and he's doing this as if he's you know making it for his family in his home and at the same time they were having a conversation that was actually meaningful about what is journalism and what's the point of a morning show and, and that flashed into my mind because you're you clearly light up when you talk about cooking and when you talk about financial planning and when you put the two of them together in your head just now like you sat up straight and your hands appeared in the frame and like it was just like oh that's a thing so that will be out soon <laughs> so i just think you're you're really onto something with finding ways to and sometimes it gets trite to say creatively combine things, but like you really have interesting ideas about how to creatively combine um, 
uh, what's normally a very dry, most would say boring topic related to money and financial planning. Um, I don't think it's boring, but a lot of people, I believe, do um, with, you know, your passion and your spark. So uh, I think you're on the right track. Please, you know, go, 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 as they say. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, let's let's call it there as much as I hate to ever stop. Um, the goal here is to try and keep them short so people can get them swallowed. <laughs> That makes sense. So thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to join me. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. I love this. Thank you. It was really fun. Really enjoyed talking to you, Craig. <laughs>